0: Welcome to In Process with Redmond Presbyterian Church. I am Austin Ashenbrenner, the pastor here, and also your host today. I'm grateful for this chance to delve into the process of learning more about our community, places of connection, and most of all, what God is doing through all of those things. This is a moment in our collective story where we are learning and relearning about what it means to live in connection with our neighbors and those in our community more broadly. We genu- genuinely want to know how to follow God in our local places, but we seem to have forgotten what that looks like. Our hope here in this weekly podcast is to listen together to the stories of our congregation and our community partners, to hear examples of belonging, examples of community building, and to ask together where God is calling us to join in the work of making all things new. This podcast will follow lots of different threads and serve whatever need arises for our local congregation here in Redmond, Washington, but we hope everyone, whether you join us regularly for worship or are just popping in to join us for this conversation, feels welcomed and included in this journey of learning and growing together. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as I've said in the intro, my name is Austin Ashenbrenner, and I'm here with Austin Rabine. Hey, Austin.
1: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to your podcast. Welcome
0: to our very first podcast. As uh, uh, I, do, do you watch the show, The Good Place?,
1: yeah, I've seen it all,
0: yeah. Fantastic show. They they have a, a classic joke on that about podcasts, where podcasts are like noses and opinions. Everyone has one, and most of them aren't that good. But uh, we will talk a little bit later about why we are adding one more uh, podcast to the, to the catalog, to the ether. Um, but we're excited about this. We think we have something to say, right?
1: Great. Even if it's a little bit crooked, just don't look straight on.
0: <laughs> it's still good. Exactly. Well, one of the questions – we want to start with, as we're thinking about um, where God is at in the midst of our, our neighborhood and our context, one question I, I have been thinking about recently, and I, I might ask this with some regularity, is what is a, a place – that you are currently enjoying. I think place matters to us and we want to pay attention to our streets and our neighbors and, and everything. Um, but what's a place that you're enjoying? It could be a, a chair in your living room, a cafe, a time with a friend. What about you? What, what's a place you're currently enjoying right now?
1: A place. Well, I, place is very important to me. Um, I am someone who has lived in a different um, house or city every year for 10 years since I yeah. left for college. So getting to know a place feels feels really grounding. Um, so I'm now living in the Queen Anne neighborhood in Seattle, going on frequent walks. And that's been really grounding for me because I've been noticing which flowers bloom when and sort of the whole order of the spring. We get the, the cherry blossoms, then the camellias, then the azaleas, and, and later on bluebells and, and rhododendron. And it's just, it's, been really cool to notice the plants that I've been walking past in the winter. Now they're blooming. And now like, I will always know that that is the rhododendron tree. (laughs) Um, so yeah, specifically my neighborhood and paying attention to the flowers has felt awesome.
0: That's cool. You named like 10 more flowers just then than I know how to pick out of a lineup but that's impressive i also like that idea of of being observant right like you're not just going for walks you're you're paying attention to your neighborhood and and what's around um i like that thanks i my place of choice today um i just came from there actually before we pressed record on this uh first podcast episode is river trail roasters down in redmond it's uh, possibly my favorite coffee shop in town uh shout out to, to river trail roasters and our friends down there um Great place. If you haven't been there, just it's good coffee, but but good people, and um, it it has quickly become my kind of Thursday morning place to study and uh, and prep for for the week and and the worship service ahead. So love it. Love seeing the people there, getting to know the the new owners, and yeah, enjoy that place.
1: That's awesome. They also have a really comfy couch. Which oh, that's is true. A rare thing. That's
0: true. Yeah, important mm-hmm. for a good coffee shop. All right, so. Uh, as we mentioned, we are uh, exploring this, this process of learning where, where God is in our midst, uh, here at Redmond Presbyterian Church, uh, in our communities, all around us, uh, and, and, and really wanting to pay attention to that, uh, in this particular day and age, this particular moment as we are emerging, hopefully, uh, from the, the, the worst of this pandemic. We're learning new things, um, since this is our first time giving this a shot and, and our first time together, um, I thought we might just start with kind of what is it that we are learning or that we're excited about in, in ministry, why we're doing this podcast, what we're kind of hoping to learn, Any anything like that. What what comes to mind for you as we get started?
1: Well, I'm, I'm really excited to be having a conversation and having a conversation about community and Um, The places that we love in our community, I think that that word community has been uh, evasive for most people in the past few years. And um, especially as I'm working with youth, I just see people lacking connection. And and even, you know, coming back to school, having those two years where um, it was it was hard to feel like you belonged anywhere like that feeling of belonging is still um, hard to find. And so. That's a big thing that that I'm thinking about is is rather than create rather than holding a youth group that is sort of similar to the big youth group I went to where we have 500 kids going to camp and playing chubby bunny and eating <laughs> baby food and um doing dodgeball tournaments like that was sort of a fun hangout but I feel like there are a lot of ways we need to adjust and go deeper <laughs> and so that's been my ministry experiment lately is how to, um, not just focus on what I want to teach them and what I like want students to know about the Bible and this and this and this, but how can I create experiences where they are trying and failing and they are building relationship with, with each other and they are having a safe space to be vulnerable and think things through. And, Mm. um, you know, when we get together, the less I say the better (laughs) pretty often, um, So those are the ways that I'm approaching ministry lately and the the things that I'm passionate about working through.
0: Yeah. But hopefully we're not letting go of dodgeball completely, right?
1: No, yes, we are. No more dodgeball. (laughs) Dodgeball's
0: gone. Um, My nose is already crooked. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious when you were talking about how like uh, belonging and that sense of connection and community was the word you used is is changing, is shifting, it's elusive, like – what are you noticing when you do gather students together? Like you said, um, you like it when you know you talk less and they talk more, and, and you get this dialogue going. But like, what are you? What are you learning from young people um, in terms of their places where they are finding connection, places where maybe you, you notice that hunger, even if it's unnamed? Like, I, that's a really interesting. I'm very interested in in this day and age where. Um, I think we learned a lot over the two years of kind of lockdown of the pandemic that the community is important, but we also learned as we're starting to emerge, we don't necessarily know where to find it or what Mm -hmm. it looks like, or, um, so yeah, I'm curious where, where you're, what you're learning in that from, from students, from yourself, uh, as, as you.
1: Well, I think the important shift for me in thinking about ministry is, that I need to create a place where they can figure that out on their own hmm. rather than me telling them, come to church. This is where you find community. Don't you find right. community here? Uh, what do you want to learn about scripture? I'll tell you that. And then you'll, and then you'll feel like you belong. <laughs> um, but really trying to get them to lead the conversation, them to lead the, the discussion and the questions. And, um, I think we often want to like play the hits, you know, when we're thinking about youth ministry, like <laughs> creation, and we want to get to Jesus and we want to get to like maybe an altar call in you group evangelical like I did. Um, but on Sunday mornings, we've been doing our Jeremiah series. And that feels like wading through all the difficult questions that we don't want to bring into youth group. Um, and our, our high schoolers that have been coming to that series are like, thank you yeah. for addressing all of these things that we have questions about that we don't know how to think through. Um, so I think just being reminded over and over again that they want to ask the hard questions, um, and finding ways to make space for that, and letting them know, like, I don't have all the answers. I'm thinking through things too. Right. These are the these are better ways to ask the questions. Even, but
0: hmm. seems to be a much less transactional kind of um, yeah. interaction. You know, it's not come here, receive answers, go home. It's it's come here and 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 be together, grow together, and that. Yeah, I love that. That seems to be at the heart of. It's not quick and easy work, like you know the mm-hmm. the transaction is, but it, it certainly is the the deeper work of, of youth ministry or of all ministry. I I I, yeah. I hear you.
1: Well, and last Sunday we had our our, uh, our seniors graduating. Oh yeah, and so our conversation with just the high schools in the high school room was seniors. What advice do you have for our younger students? Um, how did you make it through high school? What was the most important thing you learned? What do you wish you'd known before you started? Everything they mentioned was about relationships, how to find good friends, how to trust friends, how to find friends that were trustworthy and kind. Um, and the things about their faith were that, like, even when I felt like I was alone or didn't have those friends, like, I knew that God was with me. And so everything that they mentioned was about um, belonging and relationship. Yeah. and. It wasn't like study skills or <laughs> what I might have expected.
0: The right time to go to
1: bed. Those. How kinds to make of things. the football team? Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, it was a powerful conversation to watch them asking each other questions and That's learning exciting. from each other.
0: That's really exciting. I, I should say a quick note for those of you listening. Uh, we will. You're most likely listening to this sometime in the early fall. Austin and I are recording some of these over uh, the summer in advance, and so referring back to graduation is uh, is where we're at at this exact moment. Um, but I, I still think that's in- incredibly relevant, even as we, we step into to the fall. So uh, thanks for um, bringing that up. I appreciate that. Um, well, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm excited about what we're learning uh, about community and connection. I think uh, when we hatched this kind of harebrained idea to, to try a weekly podcast here at RPC, I think one of my motivations was um, – you know, a lot of these conversations that you're alluding to, that students are having, that I think adults are having, that we're all having, uh, for starters, are far bigger than Sunday morning. And I don't mean to downplay Sunday morning worship. It's it's incredibly formative and important for who we are as a church and as God's people. But um, I think we're in a good way starting to learn that um, that God is present in our lives in all of it, right? And, you know, Sunday through Saturday and not just Sunday morning. And, um, and as you mentioned with your walk around Queen Anne looking at flowers, I think we're, we're, we're starting to have a, a deeper appreciation for the fact that, um, that there are things to pay attention to about how God is at work in our lives in those moments, as we interact with neighbors and, and friends and colleagues. Um, but I also think again kind of reflecting a little bit on life as we emerge from the pandemic is um, you know we, we, we talked a lot about like what have we learned in these past two and a half years if we come back uh, after this and and nothing has changed did you know did we miss an opportunity and and I think what I've noticed is a greater sense of um, you know back to that community idea we're learning that there are far more ways to connect and build community than we ever thought right like if you had told me uh once upon a time that that spending time on zoom calls you know and and um and listening to podcasts would be a meaningful way to to connect with people i'd be like that just that doesn't fit right it, it, it seems impersonal but it um i think we've learned no these are really meaningful points of connection and check-in and so i um i've appreciated that i'm 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 growing through some of those experiences. And I, and I, so that, that's what I'm learning right now is that our, our definition of, of community is, is broadening. Um, yeah, our, our, our assumptions of, of kind of where it happens are starting to broaden out. And, and I think that's, that's good news. Um, so keep going with that, that notion. I mean, we're, we're both talking in our, s- semi-different contexts You specifically with youth ministry, me more broadly with adults. But as I've often said here in church, like all ministry is youth ministry because even us adults are just grown up kids. So I, I don't really see uh, a distinct, you know, line uh, of demarcation between what you and I are talking about it. it, To me, it's all kind of what, what God is up to. Um, One of the things that we want to do throughout this podcast, whether it's you and I talking about scripture, whether it's us talking with community partners is to pay attention to the ways that, um, that things are changing around us. And, and as we've already alluded to, some of these are potentially exciting things that, that we're seeing good changes. Um, what other things are you witnessing, whether it's in your own life or with students or young adults, like what, what sorts of, ways do you find that the the church is is shifting
1: yeah well, as you're talking about um you know there are more ways than we thought there were to find community i was thinking about you know our, our whole society's tendency to um when we're looking for a community we're looking for the people like us um, where is the group of people that like to play volleyball? Where is the people who listen to this podcast? Cause I know they will be nerds like I am. Um, so we, we try to find groups based on affiliations and even more than that. If you're, um, finding community through internet or Instagram, we have this phrase echo chambers, right? We, not only do we want to be friends with people who are like us and find community with people who are like us, we want to, um, be receiving thoughts from people who think like us Mm -hmm. exclusively. And I think that is in my mind, the the biggest challenge to um, unity in the church that, that we're facing as a society. And, um, you know, there's so many times when I'm sitting in a, in a public space and there's people all around me and I'm wondering like, why are these not the people that I'm making community with? Mm. Um, Why do I have to wait till I get to church where I know everyone or, Um, you know, we, we cut out our possibilities and and think, where do I find community, even though we're constantly surrounded by people. And Hmm. so I like, um, this podcast that we're doing, that we're, we're looking at the the local community and saying like, maybe, maybe I can make community with the people who are just around me and then we can learn something greater from the ways that we're different. But that's not a skill that most of us have anymore, especially, I think, well, maybe maybe some young people have it more than we do, um, but the idea of just interacting with a stranger and we don't know where the common ground is going to be, I think that's a skill that we need to foster and get in a room with people who don't think like us and learn how to have conversations, learn how to respect one another, and just like be grateful for the person that we're sharing time with rather than threatened by by yeah. those differences. So I'm not sure if I answered your question. No, I no but I remember what you asked,
0: but. <laughs> but, but, stay with that thought. Like, and and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and, and I'll try to answer too. I'll put myself on the spot. Like I completely agree with you that, that, that notion of, of, of allowing there to be the possibility that, that we can build community um, in, in places in our community that, that are not just, yeah, here are the like-minded people that, believe like me, worship like me, think like me um, opens us up to the possibility that that God is already out there ahead of us at the coffee shop, you know, on the sideline at the soccer field um, at work. And I think you're 100% right that for whatever reason, and there are a lot of them, I think we don't have those skills or, or those muscles that we maybe once had of of knowing how to engage with people who who we don't know like strangers. So I'm curious if you've had any of those successes feels like the wrong word, but like if you've had places where you've taken a step out, you know, a chance you've, you've, maybe it's a, uh, you've struck up a conversation with a, a friend, a stranger at a coffee shop, or, or maybe it's um, so that I don't put you completely on the spot. I'll, I'll throw one out really quick. Um This was something I've mentioned it here in church, but a couple I don't know, a number of months ago, um, I saw on Facebook there was a group of folks gathering in my community um, on Wednesday nights to to practice their conversational Spanish. And uh, my Spanish is not great, but I have a little. And so I thought I'll give this a shot. And I, I went like four or five times. These are strangers; they they don't know me. They don't know what I do for a living. And it was. Fascinating. I, I would love to say, like, I've built lifelong friendships. I haven't. Like, I'm still getting to, to know these people. But um, it was sure an, an amazing eye-opening experience for me of, like, wow, there are some really different and wonderful and odd people out there in the world. And, and it's just – I think sometimes, yeah, I – like you were saying, I only kind of think, no, this is where my community is. It's here at church or it's here amongst my family or my friends. Um, that was a really – Eye-opening experience for me to get to see um, these complete strangers and the ways that their lives were uh, full of interesting experiences, and you know, looking for new jobs, or you know, one guy was getting married, and uh, just hearing their stories and hearing kind of what they were going through. What about you? Any any mm-hmm. things like that?
1: I think my mind goes to. Even smaller interactions. Hmm. Um, I think our, our culture has somehow gotten to the place where not interacting with people around us is more polite. Yeah. I think that's a thought that I want to challenge. Um, and, you know, we spend a lot of time at River Trail Roasters meeting with folks and um, even just saying, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you again to the folks that we know that work there that we see every time mm-hmm. um, and having them know our orders.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: It's it's such a, a sense of community and being known and belonging, even though it's not like, come to my house for dinner and we'll be best friends. And I think right. maybe we have that image of comu- community has to be that way. Like, if hmm. I'm going to talk to a stranger, I have to give them my phone number and tell them we can be friends and tell them I'm free every, every Wednesday. Yeah,
0: and commit to, like, meeting with them every yeah. third and, Wednesday. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that sounds like, oh, I can't put that into my life. But right. what if we just interact a little bit more friendly with the people – that we do come into contact with yeah. and like look at them in a way that they belong to us and we belong to them. And, and that's a line that's been sticking with me a lot lately. Like we belong to each other and are we not of interest to each other? And um, so much of our interactions with, with folks that we come into contact with that are not our immediate circle are transactional. Um, and even I think just switching our mindset from like, I get to interact with you and we like, maybe I can make a joke and I get my coffee Um, I think those go a really long way to feeling like a sense of community in our neighborhood. I think
0: I I love that. I I think one of the, as I think about the church, as I think about, you know, my, our work as, as people in ministry, I I think, um, one of the ways that this connects to our, our collective work as, as, people following Jesus into the world is um, this time, this day and age has graciously revealed to us that um, we don't have all the answers. You know, I think there was once upon a time I, I used to think as Christians, we are the the bringers of community. Like we, you know, communities are thing, right? Like this is what we're about. We should know all. And so maybe I was a little overconfident. And I think if, if the pandemic has taught me well, it's taught me a lot of things, but one thing for sure is, um, yeah, I I don't necessarily have the market cornered on what it means to to build community or, or be in community, and so I think, um, I think that's a good thing right now for us as the church to to be entering into a time where we kind of recognize like well, we don't we don't know how to do all this, and so we're going to get to learn from our these you know folks you're referencing that we interact with at the coffee shop or or other folks in our lives, um, folks that we work with. Like I, I just think that posture of uh, we have we have stuff to learn, we have stuff to offer. Like we are like you just said, we belong to each other in this, and I think that's very different than um I'm coming to you know offer you something or you know you're welcome kind of thing. And so yeah, I think that's. I hope that's an encouragement for us as a church. It it'll be hard and, and uphill, or you know, it'll it'll be new work for us to figure out how to be put ourselves in that place on purpose. But yeah,
1: I yeah. Hope, well, as as good. we say the word, our community. Like, hmm. How how often do we say that? Meaning, our church congregation, right? And how can we just shift our our mind to imagine when we say a community, we're talking about the neighborhoods of folks that we don't know yet. That are, that are nearby. I think that's a small shift, but one that like really changes what we imagine as possible um, for our community. Um, Also, I'm going to, I thought of another example. I'm going to go back. Go for it. Um, More than just day-to-day interactions. I coached middle school tennis this spring um, and I was very nervous to do it. I've never coached anything before. I was told, you'll be fine. You're the only coach who's played tennis. Um, so that was a little bit encouraging. But I was walking into a, a public middle school in the area that I had no real connections at and um, haven't played tennis in many years and just showed up uh, on on the tryout days. And there's 67 Kids that are ready to play tennis, and I'm like, I guess I'll I'll teach you how. Um, try to learn all your names, <laughs> and it was a, a really cool experience to go into a place where I wasn't sure what I had to offer, mm. and it, it felt a little bit transactional. And, and you know, this was a job that I I was asked to do, so it's a little bit different than um, just sh- showing up at a restaurant and striking up a conversation with folks. But there, I think there needed to be that leap of faith of, I have something to offer and you have something to offer. Um, and without that, I, I wouldn't have done it. And because it was a new space for me, I didn't know any folks. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'd love to be someone who coaches tennis one day, but I'm really not prepared for this. This isn't the right time. Um, and I think getting out of my comfort zone and, and just winging it yeah. and, and going in knowing that I'm not going to do things perfectly and I don't have to for this to be worth it because like I'm a person worth knowing and they are people worth knowing. Um, yeah, I think we have that perfectionism of, I have to offer something of value for people to want to be friends with me, but switching it into like people are, are worth, (laughs) are worth knowing just for who they are. I think it was a great experience and had a lot of pretty vulnerable conversations with some of the other coaches and students and parents and, um, it, that also felt like I was part of the community in a, in a way that I hadn't experienced.
0: That's cool. You, you're, you're making me think about, um, you know, you talked about stepping out of your comfort zone, like the, the whole idea of like taking some of this work involves taking a risk, right? Taking that first step. And, and maybe that's a whole nother episode of this, right? How are we doing, by the way? It's our first podcast. We're, we're doing all right?
1: Doing I'm doing great. Yeah, I, think, I have some notes for you. <laughs>
0: I'm doing great. Um, no, but I think that's, yeah, that's a conversation we should have another time is is how this work uh, inherently asks us to, to take a, a risk and take that first step. Um,
1: Which this is a, a perfect connection Yeah, from my students. But the, the tennis team, I learned that they have this language of growth mindset that oh. they're talking about in schools versus fixed mindset, where they're they're willing to take a risk, try something, mess up, and then learn from it. Yeah. And that's something that the the teachers are trying to instill in them. And that was language I hadn't heard before. So I've, I felt like I was learning that practically with them. And then also I was learning from them. That's cool. At the same time, it was, yeah, pretty cool. I love it.
0: All right. Well, as we continue this conversation, both today and over the weeks, uh, our, we are going to be here uh, RPC uh, each week. Hopefully, that's the plan at least. Um, Austin, as we head into this fall, and you know, I really think of the the year, the new year, as kind of fall to to summer, right? So, kind of the school schedule. So, as we head into this new year, this new fall. Um, as we continue this conversation about where God is at work, what are you excited about? What's what's on the horizon for you that that you're looking forward to?
1: I don't know if this is supposed to be more of like a "I'm excited to garden" sort of softball <laughs> question, um, but I go wherever I have been obsessively, obsessively, obsessively got it um, reading articles about mental health crisis hmm. in in young folks and. You know, we're identifying that as young folks culturally, but if you want to know how society is doing, look at the children. Um, So that's something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about, how to address and how to talk about all these mental health things that most of us are experiencing at the same time um, in in a way that we're taking advantage of a tradition of faith resources that have not often been stewarded in great ways in um, mental health conversation. So those are... I know that's, doesn't really sound exciting, um, because it's a a tough thing, but I'm finding people who care about that and finding ways to, to address that. And that's, that's an exciting thing for me to be thinking about.
0: No, that is, like you said, yeah, it's, it's heavy, but it's, I think that's exciting. And there's hope in the midst of that conversation Mm -hmm. about how we, how we work towards that. Um, well, good. Mine's, mine is a little bit more softball but but intentional. Um, I'm excited about this podcast. I, I, I know that sounds a little cheesy, but I'm excited about uh, where these conversations will take us. I, I hinted at this a little bit a few minutes ago that um, you will often get to hear from Austin and I, Austin and Austin. Um, that was almost the name of the podcast, but We thought it was a little too Uh, self-serving. I didn't. (laughs) You'll also get to hear from um, community partners. We're going to record an episode with our friends uh, at the Food Box program and and hear about what they're learning and um, some local area pastors. I I hope that you get to hear from uh, your session members and, and hear some of their stories of uh, where they're seeing God at work in our church. Um, we'll open scripture together and talk about, um, you know, what, what we're learning uh, from from the Bible each month or, or different series. So I, I'm excited about this because I feel like it gives us uh, as a church just one more opportunity uh, to keep the conversation about what has got up to in our lives moving Um I'm also hopeful that that folks who don't join us on Sunday morning will will feel welcomed in this conversation, and, and, and we'll see where this goes. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Woo! Exactly. Um, so there we go. We we made it to the end of our uh, first episode. Well done. Thank you, everybody, again for joining us. I was going to do like outro credits. Like this episode was written, uh, edited, mastered. What else happens with a podcast? By you. By by us. By yeah, by yes. mostly us, yes. <laughs> um, but someday, maybe we'll have writers. Then it'll get really good. We'll Whoa. see. We'll see. Um, anyway, again, everyone, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time. And
1: uh, and to all my fans who have requested that I do a podcast <laughs> for years, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, let me leave you with this word that we often close our worship services with. Go from this place, friends, assured of this one thing more than anything else, that you are loved by Christ more than you can possibly imagine. Have a great week.